Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is the pod once known as England is Burning. It is recording on a Tuesday evening. This is your Manchester City Women's Weekly Feature. It is now March the 1st. Uh, and yes, we are changing your name. And again, my name is Keith. I probably didn't do that when I started, probably should have, and so forth. But again, this is your Manchester City Women's Feature for this week uh, on the 1st of March. On a Tuesday, we have Kate back with us from the Manchester City Women's Football Club, official supporters club. It's a lot of letters, uh, you know, below her name. Welcome back, Kate. Thank you. How are you yeah. doing? You, you look sleepy. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah. Uh, just went yeah. for, I just went for a run, too, so, like, I'm extra tired. Oh, wow. Now. I mean, how much do you, like, how long do you run? I mean, like, how far? Um, Right now, I'm just kind of getting back into it. It's been, it's, I've taken a couple weeks off, just. I haven't really been feeling it, but like five kilometers, so nothing like super far. But hopefully, I'll be able to get further distances as I well. I mean, get back into it. That seems really super far when you're talking to a, a co-host of the show that that has knees made of glass. Yeah, I mean, literally, I tried to run like a year ago and like I ended up with like stress fractures and stuff, you know, trying to run, trying to run two miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just got to take it, you know, you just gotta, so. it's a lot of things. You got to wear the right shoes, got to run, run, run on the right surface, like all these things. But once yeah, you start basically, getting used to basically it. what I've learned is I did everything wrong. Okay. Yeah, I had the wrong shoes, had the wrong form, had the wrong, was going on the wrong places. Yeah. Uh, so I did everything wrong. And so of course, you know, my doctor was like, "Yeah, no, you're a, you're you're an idiot." <laughs> Basically, yeah. maybe maybe hop on a bike or something, right? Right. Which is, I went back to the bike, but I wanted to be outside. I mean, yeah. come on, who yeah. can blame me? Um, and so forth. So, uh, just yeah. some housekeeping items, folks. As I mentioned, you know, we're, we are the pod video that was once known as England's Burning because as I announced earlier today through the social media channels and through uh, a pod that I released earlier today, we are changing our name uh, from England's Burning and changing it to something else that is more indicative of um, you know what we're doing as far as this podcast and video channel is concerned also in reflection to recent uh, world events, particularly in Ukraine uh, and so forth. It seems a bit tone deaf to have a title of a show uh, named in relation to a country that is burning when in reality there is a country that is burning sadly in a very grim dire and dark situation uh, and so forth so i think we need to change it uh and so forth um so hundred dollar gift card everybody one hundred dollar gift card to someone who we choose uh to be the best name for the new podcast moving forward um have been great i have had some gracious people who have already submitted i uh, my 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 current uh you know, person who does the layouts and everything else for this podcast, this video channel and so forth, uh, who has done a wonderful job, has done a great job with this and so forth. And they don't really want a whole lot of publicity over it, but they've done a great job. That person has agreed to step forward and actually uh, come up with the designs and everything, the backgrounds and all that stuff for free in relation to agreeing, you know, in relation to the whole situation, which really is a plus for me uh, and so forth because it's a lot of work so i thank you for thank you for doing that so submit through dm uh that's england is burning until until further notice uh you can dm me reply to the tweet that's pinned to the 
uh, to into the social media account on Twitter, uh, all those things um, and so forth. And as I said in the podcast, we're going to keep it to the keep it to the football unless the stuff outside affects it in some way. Uh, and you know, because we, we don't we want this to be a place for people that go in there and and think about something else for a change. All right. Um, and so, partly another reason to change the title. So, so. Thank you for all that. Please smash the like. Please subscribe. Please share with your friends. Remember, I'm doing no advertising anymore, uh, pushing this thing out there. So it's all word of mouth, all social media. That's it. That's none. So word of mouth is perfect. All right. So, all right. Enough of that. Let's move on. Uh, Let's get on to the good stuff. Um, The 47th Manchester Derby of the season. I don't know how many times, Kate, Manchester City played Manchester United. uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I, you know... I mean, yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> I'm sure you're enjoying it a yeah. great deal, beating the other team in red uh, multiple times. And so this one, you know, I mean, this one's a 4-1 um, match. And, I mean, what's what was your general – before we dig, dig – dive, Blah, blah, blah. I cannot talk tonight. You know, you know, I gotta, you gotta loosen up here. All right. It's after dark. Yeah. It's, right, late, so, so. Yeah, it's late. It's late for me, late for you. All right. So um, what's your overall impression before we do a deep dive into this match on how this match, how you, how you feel about city's performance. I mean, it's been, this has been a slow build for them getting a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better yeah. and a little bit better. So is this the, obviously from a result standpoint, this continues the momentum, but how did you feel about their performance? How did you feel about them overall before we deep dive this thing? Like coming away at the four one, it makes it look like it was a lot more comprehensive than it was. Um, so I think if you watch the first half, it was completely in United's favor. I think that was, if we're being honest here, I think that's some of the worst football I've seen from city this season, the first half against United, like it was disjointed. Their passes weren't going anywhere. They weren't, doing that much united had him on the back foot um and then obviously that changed to the second half with a bunch of substitutions which we wouldn't have had needed which we wouldn't have needed to do if he had put the proper lineup out in the first place and it's been kind of this managing all season it's just like it's not going well and then all of a sudden he just like throws something else out there and then it starts going well again it's like if you just it's just him not getting his lineups right so that's been a little frustrating but and the second half shows you like the quality this team has if you get it right the first time and I would like to see more of a comprehensive 90 than a we sucked really bad in the first half and did really well in the second half personally mm-hmm. yeah I mean you know in looking I mean score lines don't score lines and and stats whether or not you like it or not don't tell the whole story um, you know, in four one, there's a there's a bigger story here for both sides. But focusing on Manchester City, so so the lineup. So I knew, I knew, Kate. I, yep. I mean, I knew what the reaction was going to be for many people, not just yourself, but many people, because you know we we've been following City and the trials and tribulations of Garrett Taylor's ability to put out a starting lineup that makes any bit of sense given the opponent uh, and so forth. I know, you know, previously early in the season, he really didn't have much choice with starting lineups because yeah. of all the injuries. So now we have, you know, a relatively, um, you know, relatively 
healthy side aside from Steph Houghton being out essentially it looks like she'll be out for the remainder of the year yeah. it looks like uh, unfortunately um, but so the lineup ended up facing United um, was the following so got Ellie back you know and, and goalkeeper no, no change there Stokes Greenwood Kennedy and Bronze in the back line Stanway Walsh Lasada in the mid Hemp White and Park up front now this is gets me, an eye roll. It gets an eye roll from you. It gets me. an eye roll from you. Okay, so yeah. you know that's not the lineup you would have picked, right? The back line is fine. Like we okay. don't have any other options, and Kennedy's so, actually so been doing have, really you, well. So I wouldn't touch the back line. Okay, Fair not enough. have put in so, Ruby Mason instead of Kennedy. Apparently, she's picked up a knock. So okay. Um, okay. So we're just resting her, which is fine because Kennedy's been doing actually decently well. With little like the last game i thought she had a good last game anyways um so yeah having kennedy in there is, it's yeah the back line's fine the midfield again i was wondering why caroline Fear wasn't in there because she just scored against them the other day so i don't know why you wouldn't start her but uh, you could play devil's advocate again and be like in case you need her to save the day and bring her on again as a sub but i still would have like liked to have seen her starting um it's just it's she's more than a super sub like she's a phenomenal midfielder and she mm-hmm. has a thing against united i don't know what it is but she just sees red when she plays them so um yeah, you know i i think that um yeah and i think because of the nature of the rivalry i mean united is just forced to play in red maybe they should switch colors or something they have <laughs> i mean they have three kits i mean so they can use red or they can use the blue or um you know i forget their other alternative called color or whatever but but maybe they should stop wearing red when they play city uh, i know it's against every soul uh, of of united folks but you can't you can't wear red around caroline weir um and so she forth. takes it personally she takes it's it personally. personal i mean it's just yeah. really personal yeah. uh, we'll talk about her. we'll talk about her performance later but but yeah. so yeah so you would have replaced would you have had her replace walsh or replace lasada uh, what, what would you have done there? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I think maybe I would have taken. I think I would have taken Lasada, but like I, I don't like taking Lasada either. Like it's, it's hard. The midfield selection is hard for sure. So I think I, I would have taken Lasada. I would have started with Weir and then maybe put Vicky in. So it, as the so, game went on. So I mean, I'm curious about this, Kate, though, because. You know, and I have, you know, um, I would have taken Walsh out, but, but then I'm looking at roles. I'm looking at roles of different players here. So, so what does, what, aside from the Caroline Weir sees red scores goals thing, what does Caroline Weir give City that Lasada doesn't give City? She just controls the midfield so well. Like you, you saw Mm -hmm. it when she, like when she came on, she was uh, immediately like all over the place. Like she was connecting mm-hmm. passes, she was just, and not that Vicky does it doesn't do a, a good job. Like I really, I really rate Lasada, and like she scores like bangers, like she scores phenomenal goals and stuff like that. But Caroline's also been uh, playing alongside like Stanway and Walsh a little bit, like longer. Mm-hmm. So right. I think like that is kind of what that experience kind of uh, they they were working really well off each other. But she just. Yeah, she was. She controlled the midfield. The second she came on, she just took charge. And I don't know if it's again. She just had something against United, or she's just 
like really likes playing against them. But like she just, you could just see the whole game shifted, kind of, like like you, it just it's it's crazy, like how much of an impact she makes. And I think sometimes we she tends to get lost on the bench a little bit. Well, there's a lot of players on City that seem to get lost a little bit, apparently, uh, you know, and I mean, yes, we can talk about having the, you know, having the the massive amount of depth and the problem of having a lot of world-class talent sitting there, but there's, there is an awful lot, you know, um, and so, I mean, I got, I mean, I got Kennedy for Mace, I mean, Kennedy's done a really good job, I got, you know, I kind of got Lasada with Weir, but I wouldn't have, I would have picked Weir, um, but I would have maybe, but I think Walsh gives you something different from a role standpoint. So it probably would have had to have been either Lasada or Weir, given what they both do, which I think they both do similar things. So they just do them slightly differently. Yeah. Um, but the thing of it is, what's the thing, we, we talk about this every week. What's the thing with White versus Bunny Shaw? I don't, I don't understand I this I don't know here. what she's done to get the I mean, position it, based on performance. Like, like again, I'm not knocking... Ellen White, I'm not. Um, I just think Bunny Shaw is who you need to be putting on the pitch because she is performing for club and country. And Ellen did get a goal today, but like Bunny is still the more consistent striker at the moment. So she should be starting. Like when we play Chelsea, she she needs to be starting. Like there's no doubt in my mind that she should be the starting striker for our team. But I don't know why she seems to have just been in favor with Taylor, but I don't know, like she's seems to be starting as much as Janine Becky is left off the bench. So I don't know what is going on with Taylor's picking favorites and stuff like that right now, but like he's not doing it based on performance clearly. Yeah. Because I mean... Janine Becky and Janine Becky just scored the worldie against Mary Earps. And, mm-hmm. and so I don't know why she didn't even see like five minutes on the pitch and it can't be that she played too many minutes for Canada because Lauren Hemp did the exact same thing for England. So the fact that like he didn't even give her 10 minutes is really starting to annoy me. Like it's just, it's getting beyond like unacceptable right now. Like, and it's just, it's frustrating because you have Razzo that played out of her mind. And I think she's a fantastic striker or yeah, fantastic winger. So mm-hmm. it's like, but why did you sign her if you had Becky on the bench? Like he, j- it feels like he does not want to play her at all, and it's getting really annoying. Doesn't want to play. Uh, doesn't want to play Rasso, or doesn't want to play. Doesn't want to play Becky. Becky. Right, right. Because Parks Park started, and like you could see after like 20, 30 minutes of the game, like she, she wasn't having a good game, and it it happens, right? Like that happens. That was why she got subbed off at half, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been playing her a lot too. And it's mm-hmm. like he plays these players until they start performing poorly, and then he switches them. Like he doesn't rotate beforehand so that they're not getting. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but it's just it's not. It's still tactically a mess. Like it's still not good enough. I don't think. And so, do you feel like you know, like so? The first half was so going into the first half, then segueing there. So you have a lineup that's missing some pieces. And then the match starts and immediately we see United go immediately on the front foot, immediately put in a high line in place defensively. 
And frankly, City then just struggles from that point on um, yeah. in terms of being able to get the ball even out of the midfield um, and so forth. So what happened in that first half? I mean, what do you think was going on? Was this a mentality thing? Was it, I mean, is there any credit given to United and how they played in that first half? Or I mean, you mentioned earlier, this was the worst half that you'd seen City play this season, which is saying just- a lot because we've seen some pretty bad halves. Uh, you know, this season so far. I just don't know. Like, I was watching it, and, like, their passes weren't connecting. It's like they had no chemistry at the, the pitch, which was weird because so many of those players just played together um, during the Arnold Clark Cup. So it's just like, right. I don't – I didn't understand that. But it was just you're seeing them, and they, they just kind of floundered around a little bit for the first half. Like, they weren't – they weren't really – it was just it's, – it was unusual to watch. Like, it was uncharacteristic of them. So I I don't know like what happened at halftime, but it, it clearly let a fire under their butts. But the first half just it it kind of spoke to not getting the lineup right again. And so yeah, it just it was it was frustrating to watch. And especially since we had won one nil the other day, I was just like, is this United's just gonna bunker down now and like we're not gonna get through? We're gonna have lots of missed chances. It's gonna end one nil. Like going into halftime, it just felt like if they came out with that performance again. United was going to win the game. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. And so the so the first goal comes, and it's the United goal, of course. Uh, the first goal goal comes in, and that's, you know, Katie Zellum off a corner yeah. uh, in the 13th minute. Um, some people would say that the, the ball, you know, was just got caught up in the wind, um and just what happened what from your vantage point what happened on that corner yeah they just it was poor set defending on the set piece that's pretty much what happened there like i don't think it was a win or anything i think it was just they had a defensive lapse and zellum got her head on it and it went in um which is also funny because apparently zellum has been getting a lot of crap from mm-hmm. fans for mm-hmm whatever results are happening with the team, it's like your captain scored. I don't know what other crap you want to be giving her right now, but like, I'm sure she's trying her best, but. But it it, it seems that United fans have this thing where they will, um, regardless if, if results go bad, there's always going to be a player on the squad, be it on the women's side or on the men's side or on their youth team for that matter, who ends up being the, the, faces the brunt of all the the fan did you know fan angst um and apparently this year it's it's katie zellum regardless of what she does uh which is insane and one wonders and some people have wondered online whether or not there's like an agenda there and in fact katie zellum's performance throughout the season's gotten actually better as the season has gone on and when she's playing in her natural position and so forth but still the angst is still there because if they lose someone's got to be the the fall person woman in this in this yep. scenario so for them yeah. it seems to be her but but you know it was uh you know it was a magical start for them you know city's not playing well city didn't defend that set piece well any blame go to ellie roebuck was she out of position in your opinion or was everyone so. out of position i think more so everybody was like, everyone yeah i wouldn't talk it up to like a goalkeeper mistake really i just 
it just wasn't. She seemed to get drawn. She seemed to got drawn to the other post by Latoon somewhat for some apparent reason, which she probably may should have stayed on the ground. But also, you know, um, you know, the, the it just seemed like the I've seen that in reverse for United in the sense that you know it's United usually has poor set piece defense and they just kind of stand around wondering what to do. Yeah, there was that moment where it's like they didn't know what to do with the Everyone's ball. Just they like, just Where's it going? Like, yeah, yeah, and then it was like, oh wow, look, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah UFO, we, yeah. um, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's so. like one of those moments. It's like oh, it's in the net, crap. Um, this yeah. sucks. Um, so celebrations around at LSV after that. So. Uh, one nil but was there was there a sense how concerned were you at one nil I was a little concerned again because of the last game we'd played and because that was a one niller so everything mattered and the way we were playing you know it wasn't great but I was just I think I tweeted out earlier I'm like the second half comes like he has to make subs at halftime like he can't be in the seventieth minute, he can't be in the sixtieth minute. Mm-hmm. He has to make mm-hmm. changes at subs at halftime. I'm like, I want if he's not gonna put Janine on, which he didn't, I'm like, I want park off for Rasso because she's just been sitting around on the bench too. And she had a she's she's a phenomenal player. Like she's one of my favorites. I have her kit, like her Aussie her Australian kit. Um, she's just such a good winger. So I, I wanted at halftime I wanted white off for Shaw. And Razalon for Park, but mm-hmm. we got well, I got one of the two things, and then yeah, one sure, of the two. and then sure enough, like she builds up a play that ends up resulting in a goal, like almost right after kickoff, right? And it's just like this is this is I just was shaking my head at how quick it took us to get a goal, like mm-hmm. when he put different players on the pitch. Yeah, I think going you know going back to the first half a little bit, that, there was that moment where Lucy Bronze did get that shot that just went barely wide near the near the end of the half. They, there were a couple of chances that City were was able to kind of put together near the end of the half, and I think there there was, you know, from my standpoint, there was it, I think there was a combination of, of United really did was able to for the first time that we've really seen them for at least 45 minutes at least uh it fell apart later but we'll talk about that was that they they had a game plan united's game plan was the same game plan that mark skinner has been trying to do all season and as finally at least for the first 45 minutes against a, a top three side was able to do it in the first 45 minutes and so they played a like i said played a high line uh, played very assertively, very fairly aggressively, pushing the ball forward. They were quite disruptive and things like that. And I, it, it seemed to take City bit way off, bit off guard. I'm not sure that they were expecting that because if you remember the previous, the 46th derby that we've had previously, that was not how the match started. The match started in that situation where. You know, City it was on the front foot from the very beginning and United was kind of pulling back and it took forever for United to be in the game and they never really got into it. So this was the reverse where United really was on the front foot from the very start. They pushed forward. They were very disruptive in the back, disruptive in the midfield. They were getting, you know, yeah. And I don't know if it, it was a combination. It probably to me was a combination of sloppy passing uh, versus, you know, some pretty intense pressure that, the city wasn't really expecting in that particular match yeah. now, but 
in, as kind of the first half rolled around, though, I wonder if you noticed that there were several times where United's back line had some difficulty. You know that that they had difficulty managing, you know, getting the ball out. They're getting the difficulty clearing. Yeah, things like that. I think that planted the seed for problems later, um, because you know the thing with United yeah, well, is they don't, have their, they don't have their strongest back line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have their back line out either, right? Like they've got they've right. got they've got injured players. It's like when we had some of our mm-hmm. injured players out on the back line. It's amazing, like what a what a big difference that'll make because teams see that and they can target that and they go for that right yeah and but it's a credit to to kennedy though even though united i think tried to target kennedy as being the weak link in the back line you know but kennedy's holding her own what do you think yeah she's getting she's gaining confidence i think last like she's she's been doing a lot better i don't know if it's just she's slotting in better she's she's just finally starting to grow into the game a little bit more, but like she's, she's starting to do a lot better on the back line, which is nice to see. Yeah. She seems, I mean, I hate to say it this way um, because I know it's going to sound bad, but I'm going to say it anyways, but she's less nervy. <laughs> yes. Me. Yeah. Her you passes know, are I, I like think... more, her passes are better. Like they're not as like weak, like, right. she, like when she's passing back to the keeper, I don't feel as nervous. I don't know if it's just also having Ellie in, in it too. I think that probably has uh, a lot to do with it, you know, but, 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 but she still. also went for a little run later. So we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know case. what that was about. That was hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny to watch, like, the video of it. It's just, she, like, yeah. literally does a spinorama against Galton and, like, completely dekes her out, but then loses it, like, a second later. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of the funniest right, things. Yeah, we were seen. like, okay, she's an outfielder now. I mean, what is like, she what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um, so th- there was some seeds, but... Um, I wonder though, because the question I, one of the questions I had was, um, was who in the, who in the dressing room for city besides, I mean, I don't really see Garrett Taylor as a type that's going to go in at half at the half and give some rah-rah speech, the light of fire under, under people. I, I don't. I don't see that in him, and if and I see him, his personality as being someone who, if he tried, it wouldn't mm-hmm. go over well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just don't see it. So, yeah. who in the locker room is going to stand up and say, "We can't. This is intolerable. This isn't good enough," because yeah. it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't good enough. This team, you know, on paper, City's team is, is significantly better. And they're down one nil, um, you know, just sloppiness and, and so forth and just not having yeah. your whole head in the game. So who in the locker room for City is going to stand up and give the rah-rah speech to get, get the troops moving? Well, usually it's Steph. Like, I know for a fact Steph Colton's phenomenal at locker room speeches. And just, mm-hmm. like, speech – you see her on the pitch. Like, you see her huddle around, like, in the England setup and stuff like that when she was captain. Like, she – say what you want about her as a player, which is stupid because I keep seeing everyone, like – whatever knocking her and stuff like that and it makes me so angry but she's a phenomenal leader and what she brings to like both clubbing countries just so good so she's usually the one i think that rallies the troops and it since she's with her not being there i think it would be lucy bronze mm-hmm. i think lucy bronze would be the one to step up next and just be like look this this isn't good enough that's why i also think it's kind of odd that ellen white gets the captain's armband sometimes because and I've seen discussions yeah, about this yeah. as well, and it's not right. it's not that she's not a good leader. It's just she's so focused on trying to get goals 
that mm. that that it distracts mm-hmm. you from being a captain. Okay. Okay. So Steph's a, Steph's a defender. She can see better from the back line. She can see what's going on. She can yell instructions, stuff like that. And I think you need that. That's a good quality to have in a captain. I think so. I just yeah, I think Lucy would be the one probably to step mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. and just rally everybody around in that locker room at half. So there. So at the half, there were two substitutions. We I mean, you briefly mentioned the two substitutions at the half. Uh, and so forth. Um, how shocked were you that Gareth was deciding somehow that maybe I should go ahead and throw out Caroline Weir, the person you should never show red to, and Hilly Rasso in for Jess Park? I didn't think Jess Park was too terribly bad, but, uh, I, but I, mean, I don't know. I don't think she had a good game. Oh, you I don't think, think so? Okay, tell no. me. Tell me. Her cross. What happened? Her crosses. Her crosses. Okay. Off the okay. whole first half which is fine they, she just was overhitting them like she wasn't okay. getting them right and they were just they just kept going over and over again and again so it's not that like yeah it's like she's still a great player she's still young she's still got lots of time but like just this match it just wasn't going for her so i just think that that rasso swap was was definitely needed to bring some more fire i think and a little bit more more energy into it so I think it was, I, mean, I think it was I think it was a really good trade. Like he's like credit to Taylor on that one. Like he saw something wasn't working and he and he swapped it out at half. But I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, he did I that. Was, yeah, I mean, I was pretty shocked because I mean his his MO has been, you know, wait till the seventieth minute and then <sighs> you know, and then throw yeah. out, you know, go and then get let's see what happens. Right? You know, yeah. um and so forth. But he was like, nah, I'm I'm making a switch now. And not only make, and of course you got five subs, but still, I mean, making two switches um, and saying, yeah, it's not working. You know, he took yeah. out, you know, the two players that, you know, um, well, took out one player who who may have been having a subpar performance for someone who probably would be able to to get things moving again, at least in the wing. And then um, bringing in like, all right, that's it. We bring the ringer out. <laughs> you know, yeah. The yeah. United bring killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, let's bring her in. It's all right. Give him the nightmares. Give him the nightmares. It's Mary like, right. probably, Mary probably saw her and was like, well. Yeah, I mean, it, you like, know, it's like. You know, again, like a, no, stop. I don't want to see Caroline Weir ever again in my life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why, you know, I'm sure United doesn't want any more derbies this year, you know, because yep. um, they don't really want to see Caroline Weir again, <laughs> you Ooh. know, go against them. Um, you know, it's, it, was, it was like, it's like one of those like horror movies where you know, you know, the, 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 the you know, the killer is going to come and you're just waiting. And yep. you're just waiting, and then ominous music starts happening, and then you know, and then she, you see the, you see her warming up, you know, getting ready, and it's like, oh no, and you go, and like the Jaws music starts, yep. <laughs> you know, and then here she comes, you know, um, but but yeah, so you mentioned earlier, you know, like the first immediately the entire energy changes. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it, it just changes, like it's like one team left the field. And then 15 minutes later, a completely different team came back on the field. Yep. And it was like, nothing happened. <laughs> you know, it was like, all right, we're starting over. And from the immediate whistle, it was like, game on, City now back on the front foot. What did you see in that first, you know, the first 15 or so minutes? The first, that first, when that first goal went in, and I saw that, like, 
like the whole tide, the whole game shifted. Like I could tell, like they were going for the win. Like the with with the first half, it felt like it could have gone to United, but the second half, the second City scored that goal, and you just kept the seeing them attack and attack and attack. Like it just, and then they get like two, and then three, and then it just it was over pretty quickly. I think for United, um, they it was funny because that one Mary Earps goal, like that one weird goal that Caroline Weir got, was just dreadful goalkeeping. Like, but. And it it came so quick after the other goal too, so I don't know if like she just let her head drop, or or what was going on. But like that was just a calamity for the lot for a couple of minutes from United there. Yeah, I mean there was multiple. I mean you know if you really look at it, I mean I think that what 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 bothered me about this match also was that. United didn't seem mentally prepared for the second half. No, exactly. I think they were shocked to be ahead. You know, when I think about it, I've, you know, I've spent some days thinking about like, all right, how did this thing, because they went through a 15 to 20 minute span where they were not, they, they had, had clicked off Yeah, and they were making so many mental mistakes which led to physical mistakes and lapses of concentration and so forth. Blundell making that weird, you know, I don't know what that was supposed to be. I don't know if that was supposed to be a header back to Earps or what. Not good. Doing. doing, And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was like a header to no man's land. Um, you know, and of course, you know, City's going to jump right on top of it. And, and, and City is the type of team you give them opportunities like this, you yeah. make clear errors, they're going to make you pay. And that's what, and that's the difference between, and this is why I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced that City is going to be in the top three. I mean, I'm totally convinced of this. And the reason why is because it's City, Arsenal, and Chelsea are the teams that will make you pay every single time you make a mistake they will force you to make mistakes they will also when you're mentally lapsing and making weird mental errors um like i just mentioned they will make you pay and that's exactly what happened for 15 minutes and you know the thing that everything completely snowballed and within 15 minutes um you know the energy shifted then they got rattled i think mentally they were rattled it caused yeah. a lot, you know, some, some, you know, hesitation, you know, hesitation, that lack of confidence and, and that we were talking about a lot of Kennedy ha- not having, you know, or having early in the season now that she now has. And we saw that with Blondell, we saw that with Thorsten Tier and with, again, you know, we, we, we heard this song with City yeah. when they had a back line that was all jumbled up and made of toothpicks. Um you know, and, and so these errors were happening. And then that, that goal that, um, like you just mentioned, you know, I mean, you know, Weir did, does not get the worldly goal that we would probably been known to expect that floats into a corner somewhere that no one could ever get to. Um, but she just drilled it into the near post right yeah. higher. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't believe that went in. Like, I just was like, really? That yeah, it looked like it just really, slipped right it under was. her arm. Like, it was just yeah, it one was. of those those goals. You're like, okay, I'll take it. But, like, yeah, yeah. not great. Yeah, you know, um, Ellen White gets her goal. What happened on that goal? Yeah, I took advantage of a mistake, and she puts it in the net. <laughs> 
You should have seen that. Man, are you going to give her any credit? Yo, no, no, <laughs> I will. She scored it. I love, I love seeing her celebration. Like, she had the full, like, arms out. Like, yes. you, would tell how, you could tell how much that meant to her, for sure. Yes. So, I mean, if we could get her rolling, that would be great. Um, but, yeah, like, that's the kind of goal she scores, though, right? Like, she's a poacher. She, You make a mistake, and there's no doubt, like, Ellen White will punish you. Like, some of the time she's not in the right, like, lately she's mm-hmm. kind of, like, missed chances here and there. But like you gift her something like that, yeah, she's gonna yeah, put that I mean, away. She'll put that away a hundred percent time. Like, so yeah. you just gotta get her those opportunities. You gotta force mistakes for her so that she can just get right in there and just do her business, right? Yeah, and the thing we that folks, I think, to, to be fair to Ellen White, you know, I mean, your typical poachers, they're gonna go through ebbs, you know, peaks and valleys all the time. Yeah. You know, they're going to go through, like, they're going to go furious, right? They're going to go on a run where they're going to get, like, they're going to be just scoring goals for fun for, for a while. And then they'll go on a run where it just think that the well goes dry, you know? Yeah. And for Ellen White, most of the season has been the well going dry, you know? And, you know, interestingly enough, if, if Garretator continues to start her and she goes on a run, you know, yeah. it's going to make him look like a genius for sticking yeah. with her. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Right, you know, but it's just like, but, but, yeah, it's. I'm just so saying, tricky. Kate. It's so tricky because, yeah, like, like, I said, like she's she's one of my favorite players, but like, if someone's not performing well, you kind of have to put on the person who's informed more. The comparison that I kind of would make it to it right now would be like, for Chelsea, Sam Kerr and Beth England, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Bunny yeah. Shaw is comparable to Sam Kerr, in my opinion, right now, whereas. Ellen's kind of like Beth. Like she'll come on, she'll score and stuff like that. And they're both great players. But you go with the one that's in form and the one that's scoring goals more, which would be Sam mm-hmm. Kerr and Bunny Shaw. Right. right? Like that's it's not like they're Beth and Ellen are terrible players. It's just that's how it goes in in this, right? Like you put the one that's that's putting the goals away on. Mm-hmm. Right. You give them the starting position and then the other player kind of has to like there's got to be that competition a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what, you know, that's what makes these teams great is these, is having these competitions for spots because there's only 11 of them, you know, I mean, there's only 11 spots and there's only, you know, and then there, there are clear roles and positions for each of those slots. So, you know, it's good to have that competition is what makes that makes any team better um, and so forth. So when you have a manager who's really basically picking by reputation, you know, that's basically what I see, you know, it's just reputation. It's like, all right, well, she's, she's, you know, earned it because over, she's, you know, come through over the years, you know, what I, you know, which, I mean, I'm not saying that's completely wrong. I mean, I understand that yeah. position. Um, mm-hmm. But, but my thinking is, you know, um, I'm trying to win football matches, you know, and my thinking is I'm going to put in the best 11. I think is going to win the match. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, unless you know, part of that eleven is someone who's injured and can't play or can't go the full ninety or can't go even sixty. Um, so you know, get that into consideration, but um, and, and so forth. So, but you know, but within a smack around fifteen minutes, the game completely turns from you know one nil nail biter city kind of scenario to in the sixtieth minute city's up three to one and they're cruising it's cruise control time um 
you know, and then we get the prototypical Garrett Taylor substitute pattern of waiting all the way till the 78th minute to make two more changes. Yep. Blackstead comes on for hemp and Bunny comes on for Ellen White. Now, your thoughts? Blackstead's a great signing. Like, it's nice to have her on. But again, like, Janine and Becky, what are you doing with her? I don't understand why you signed all these people and just leaving Becky on the bench. I'm going to keep harping on this. And it's my, it's my Canadian bias. Sure. But she's, she performs well for country. She gets mm-hmm. left off. She hasn't played. A, I don't think she's played a single minute in February for city. No, I don't think so either. And then she goes and to the Canada tournament and mm-hmm. she gets a goal and yep. assist on the goal. Like yep. we only scored two goals in that tournament and she gets a goal and assist. So there is no reason for him to not, put her on and keep signing these people as her replacement, unless she's going somewhere at the end of the season. And even if she is going somewhere at the end of the season, it's poor management to do that to a player. It's awful. And I'm really getting really frustrated at him. But again, yeah, Black said was good. She obviously her and Bunny linked up well. She got a good shot on and then Bunny, mm-hmm. you put Bunny on the pitch, 36 seconds later, she's scoring a goal. So, again, yeah, I, mean, I don't You're not counting seconds, him. are you, Kate? You're not counting how many seconds. <laughs> no, like, the seconds. Like, it was just unreal. I'm like, she's not even on a minute on the pitch and she scores a goal. I'm like looking at him and I'm like, why would you not want to start someone who can do that? I, I just. And then the answer would be because she could do this in 36 seconds. Yes, I know. It's just. <laughs> I am so done with this man and her manager. <laughs> I, I gotta keep. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm. I'm getting other people's opinions on Twitter as well. That they're, some of them are, some of them aren't. But I'm just like, I can't. I just don't think he should be running a women's club. Sorry, I don't. I've listened to other podcasts. Almost everybody I've heard has questioned his style, and I think. I don't think he should be managing us after the season, even if we get Champions League spot. Like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with the tactics, and I'm done with having to every episode having to bang on about how <laughs> how an apt he is. Even even when we're getting the wins, that's the thing. It's like a manager can still be an apt, and you can still be winning games. Do you think the team is playing for him? No, I don't think so. I think it's just it's more of the the they're rallying around each other and. And stuff like that. I don't think. I don't know. Then they said that they. I. I'm not sure what's going on there. Right. Right. But yeah. I think they're playing. Yeah, I think they're more so playing for each yeah, other. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're playing for him either. But, but you know, I thought I'd ask. <laughs> yeah. But well, you have. You can't come out. You can't exactly come out and be like, "Yeah, we're, we're not fans of our manager," right? Like, not as a player. I mean, you so. could do that, but I'm sure that would have some consequences. Too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are just like, "Yeah, no, he's great." Like, we're learning things. I'm, not, I'm not fully. He's not a expecting, great manager. <laughs> I'm fully not expecting anyone to be like, "Yeah, we just agreed with what he was saying." So, like, all the tweets you see from players are supportive of him, right? But like. Yeah, I just no. He's not my cup of tea. Hasn't been for a while, and I hope they get a new manager next season. Yeah, but when time comes, we, we can talk about who that might actually be, um, and so forth. But but there's some possibilities there, um, you know, potentially. I just you know the thing of it is is like, um, I just, I mean, I know you, I know that. 
if you need a, an example of how managing a men's team, a boys team is going to be a whole lot different when you start coaching a women's team and a girl's team. Yeah. Garrett Taylor is your poster child for this because my opinion is, and it's always been, and maybe he'll learn, but this would was not the first place to start the learning yeah. process of this is how you manage a women's team versus a youth boys team or yeah. a U23 it's, team it's, or it's whatever. It's a completely be, yeah. different scenario. You're now you going to from, grow into it. Yeah, but they, they put them on like the biggest hot seat possible to grow into it. Yeah, which you know, and that's uh, not how you should be thrown into these things. You should have experience right. coming into it, coaching and man- uh, managing a women's team instead of just being like, "Oh, he'll he'll give him a season and and he'll grow he'll into figure it. He'll like, figure it out." Like, yeah, like, how um, hard can it be to manage this if I did the the boys' youth or whatever, right? And, just, and like, that's kind of tone different. deaf, though. But who made the decision to put him in there in the first place? The club, right? Like, I mean, it's, all, so it's, internal. it's yeah, inter- it internal. It's internal. It's internal hiring. Hire. Yeah. You and know, and getting, you know, and away. so it, th- that's the thing. And it's like, you know, is it really, you know, because I'm like, well, somebody hired him. He applied for the job. They apparently interviewed a few people, you know, but I think they were probably all internal um, and so forth. And so there's no, and I'm looking at the city football group and do they have any other women's sides anywhere yeah. to feed from, you know, they have them there to feed the men's team. Um, but they don't have, I don't think any of these squads have women's teams attached to them. Um, I may be wrong on that. So if someone, if someone knows the answer to that, correct me, please. But the point is, is that there's no, there's no place for him internally and no feeder system for coaches to, you know, go, Oh, okay. Well you were coaching the women's team in like, you know, France, right with one of the yeah. football group squads, you were coaching the women's team there. And now we move you up to, um, you know, we can then, Oh, okay. You're doing great. So the, they do like what Leipzig does, the Red Bull system where they just move coaches around up uh, in yeah. different places and what the city football group does internally outside of the main squad uh, with their coaches, you know, they move them from city to New York or whatever um, and so forth. So there's none of that in place for the women's side. I could be wrong on that, but again, I, I put it on the club because the club yeah. hired him and they put yeah, they, him in this position do, that was somewhat a, untenable yeah. to start with. Yeah. They do have a woman's like a, a youth side. He was the one that was banging yeah. on about how now none of them were ready to be in the team. And then he goes and puts, them and right. the team and look but what apparently they didn't believe better. the person who was running that could do anything no no it's just right. it's a little frustrating and the same thing is it's like going back to like the you can be a good manager winning or you can be a crappy manager winning games i kind of would compare it a little bit to blackco with the u.s women's national team like he's getting right. starting he's starting right. to turn things around yeah but like after watching what he did with like them at the olympics and stuff like that it's just like you made some really bad decisions on who you took and mm-hmm. managing the teams, but you're still, and then, and then afterwards, like they're playing all these, these friendlies and winning. And it's like, yeah, they're winning, but they're not, this is not, a you're not playing good, well. They're yeah, not they're, playing well. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, so he's still not a great manager. Yeah. The U S team right now is a, is in the middle of a really weird place, in a really weird place because you have one generation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got one generation of players that are moving out 
in trying to get the next generation of younger players in and and They're so you know, good there's so much talent there the the youth that are coming through the US. Talent, but but this it's women's team has so gone through this yeah. U.S. women's team has gone through this, you know, where yeah. they go through this peak and valley situation where one generation of great players is there's a little bit of a lull between one great generation moving on and the next great generation starting, oh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And so you have like a some couple of disappointing results in major tournaments and then the, the wheels start coming off. But you've got to have the right manager in place. Yeah. See, the thing of it is, is like, you know, going back to your point with Garrett Taylor, is like a poor manager with a great team will only get you so far. Yeah. It's not going to win you trophies, though. Yeah. You're not going to win true. You might win. I mean, you know, technically he won one with this team, but, you know, I'm not even counting it. Um, you know, I mean, you know, he, the he finished, competition was, he, finished yeah. off the, he finished the job, basically, which is OK yeah. for that. Um, but the point is, is that, you know, that's why I mean, you see it. You see examples of this all over the place. A very good manager will get a not great team to win trophies. But you flip it around and you have a not good manager with a great squad, they will not consistently win the trophies. They'll get close. They'll get second. They'll make it to some finals, but they but they won't cross the line. Yeah. You know, and and, and I think that's what City's gonna have to be faced with is the idea that this guy probably will never get them across the line. No. Um, you know, get them close. Yeah, get them into a semifinal, get them into a final. Uh, and so forth, which is an interesting segue, Kate, because there's a final coming up. There is a final coming up. <laughs> which... Against, against, surprise, Chelsea. Chelsea, yay. All right, so we're going to put a, we're going to put a cap in that. We're going to put a, a cap on that bottle because, y'all, um, we're going to have, you know, so everyone, as I teased earlier in the week yes um we're gonna have last year we did a conti cup final special with bristol city the wonderful folks at the uh vixen cast uh last year great folks and and, and bristol city's doing pretty well in the championship they they made it all the way back up the second uh there but um so we'd love to see him back in the in, back in the wsl again but we had a uh, a uh, podcast with them and rob with the cfcw social preparing for the conti cup final um so in a couple of days, we're going to have Rob, you, Kate, together in the same virtual room yep. to hash it out over this final, which, you know, might be, you know, I hope it's a classic. You know, I hope it's a classic with, with these two teams. So so we're not going to get too deep into that today. We will wait and uh, settle that a couple, couple of days from now uh, when we record that show. So. So uh, look forward to that, everyone out there. So, Kate, any last thoughts, you know, about this this team? Uh, it's still it's I I mean I may have been a little negative about some things, but it, they are they are getting better. They're gelling again, and it's nice having like Ellie and that. Like I said, mm-hmm. this her spinorama her spinorama move away from right. Lee Galton is gonna just like live in my head. Like I'm like I don't care that she almost lost the ball and they could have scored. It's the, fact yeah, I know. She, the fact that she deked around Leah Galton just like made the whole like it just made my day. Like it was just it's so outrageous, like what she was doing there. I don't know what she was doing. Um, but 
yeah, like the teams, the, I feel a lot like more confident. I do feel like we're going to go for that third place now. Like it's, it's, they are telling, they're getting better. It's just, yeah, like it's, 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 it's starting to feel good. It's, it feels a lot better now than it did at the beginning of the season. That's for sure. So it's, we have all the pieces. It's a matter of playing the right players together. Yeah. I mean, you know, barring, you know, anything unforeseen, um, I'm, I mean, after what happened on the 47th Derby of the season, um, I, I was convinced at that point that it was like, no, this, this, this squad's going to make third place. I mean, people yeah. argue with me about it, and I'm not sure why, um, yeah. unless they're wearing a certain colored tinted, tinted glasses, either <laughs> white or red, um, you know, in terms of, you know, Tottenham and, and, and Manchester United. Granted, Tottenham is having a great season. Y'all, yeah. I know, yep. you know, I, I know people follow me who follow Tottenham. And I'm saying, I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm really not. You, you've done, Tottenham, you've done a great job. And they have a style of play. I'm not sure I really love it. I'm not sure, you know, anyone outside of North London loves it. But still, um, but hey, all credit, third sitting in third this far into the season, you got to give them credit for that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. the, the odds makers, you know, the probabilities I put out, just give them like a 6% chance of staying there, you know, um, and, you know, and most of the odds either, you know, are falling under, you know, city's favor. I am convinced that city is going to be third. Now, a lot of people are saying that Garrett Taylor is going to muck something up. They're going to mess up a game somewhere and they're going to drop points because Taylor is going to mess up the lineup, mess up his substitutions or whatever. I mean, and that's reasonably possible. I think this team is just too good. I think they're too good and they may, you know, they're, they're pulling it all together right at the right time. You know, uh, and that's what makes this final really going to be interesting when it comes down to it um, to see, like, all right, now, now with a better lineup in place, how are they going to face Chelsea? How's we just, we just cannot play Chelsea the way we played that first half against United. We can't do that because Chelsea will punish us more than United ever did. Like we yeah, can, I mean, we yeah. cannot that's play the like that. But that's the difference, though. That's the difference between City, and t- as far as the top right three races concerned. That's the difference between City and Tottenham and United and everybody else. Is City yeah. will make you pay for mistakes. United and Tottenham are not going to consistently make you pay for mistakes, yeah. um, and so forth. And, and you're Chelsea, right. And Chelsea and Arsenal will make you pay for mistakes when you're yeah, City they will. And and they might, that, right. right. And like so that's just, the thing, and that's the fear because that's what happened in the in the first Chelsea City matchup is Chelsea made City pay every single time, every single City mistake, every error where a defender was not in the right place, every errant pass, you know, you know, Frank Kirby, Sam Kerr, you know, you know, whoever it is, Beth England, you know, Sophie Ingle, I don't, it doesn't matter. You know, they will just, they'll, they'll, they'll kill you. And you're right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, and that's probably the theme, you know, is whoever's facing Chelsea has got to be on their game for 90 whole minutes plus. Yeah. It can't be, be a, can't be a, yeah. It can't be a 45 minute half. You can't yeah. not show up in the first half and then show up in the second half. That's why I've kind of been a little bit harping on what's been going on at the last couple right. of games and stuff. Like, exactly. it's like, this is, it's exactly. great to get the win, but you, you have to play the full 90. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do you any good to play a crappy first half. And a great second half and still lose the match and be like, well, we played, played better in the second half. It's like, 
how do you get those results consistently across 90 minutes? Like right. that's, that's what's going to get you beating teams like Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah. So more talk about this uh, Conti Cup final when we meet up with Rob in a couple of days, Kate. But otherwise, thank you so much, Kate, for coming on. Great stuff as yeah. always. Um, <laughs> I mean, you keep riding that that Jenny Becky train there. Yep, you know? <laughs> I will. I will ride I mean, it all the way to the end. I, like, I have no response to that. I'm like, all right, let me just let her rant about this. <laughs> you know, I got no response. Um, and so we're so great. Um, great. Thank you so much, Kate. And thank you everyone else for listening and watching on this program, uh, on this show, uh, so forth. Please smash a like, please, uh, share with your friends, please leave a comment. If you're listening to the podcast and refusing to see the receding hairline, that is my life. Um, and so forth. So, you know, enjoy, um, we'll see you. Uh, we got Josh coming up, uh, tomorrow. We'll be recording with him on Wednesday, get that, uh, Arsenal weekly feature out uh, and so forth. They played Liverpool in the FA cup, uh, and went on to the next round as expected. And so forth. So we'll talk to Josh about that and the games to come for Arsenal. So look out for that. Also remember that contest, remember that contest, remember, send the DMS. Um, England is burning. No G at the end. England is burning. Send the DM. Reply to the tweet with your uh, choices, your ideas, as far as with the new name for this program, because we are now Prince. We are the pod formerly known as England is Burning. It's just too long. Twitter will not accept that as a name. So we got to we got to do something. So please send it in. So, all right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Take care out there. Peace for everybody. Peace for Ukraine. Let's move on and take care of yourselves and each other.